Good morning, Crypto Twitter. This is Mr. Backwards broadcasting live from inside a helicopter. This very first episode of Backwards Center is brought to you by Bybit. And those guys, I mean, Bybit is my preferred derivative exchange. They have the lowest latency, perfect for API trading, and the slippage is almost not non-existent. I mean, there are some slippage, of course, but pretty low. And besides that, if you're on the go often, like me, their mobile app is fucking amazing. I think we, uh, we are arriving at our destination in the fucking jungle. Alright, see you in a bit, guys. Ah, finally, we arrived. But it's pissing rain like elephants. What the heck? Uh, well, we are on our way to the Horseshoe Tavern. It's a nice little place. Uh, I'm gonna meet up with Mocho there, have a few drinks maybe. And there's also my office, uh, so I will give Bagsy a call later on to uh, hear him out about uh, risk management. And about Bybit. Ooh, there's some horses. They recently launched their mutual insurance feature. And it can be quite handy. So as a quick example, if you're in a short and suddenly Donald Trump is tweeting he just bought his very first Bitcoin and you really do not want to close your short, then you can insure your position against liquidation when it suddenly pumps. So that's basically what the mutual insurance fund does. Well, besides that, they also launched their new strategy alerts. Those are very convenient if you want to be notified when, for instance, the funding rate changes or the open interest drops drastically. Well, last but not least, they also added a fiat gateway. So, what else do you need? Okay. Ah, I can see some light. We're finally here. Well, let's go in. Hey, Mocho. How are hey, you, hey, man? Hey, Fine. hey. Fine, bro. Oh. All good, and you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, man. Nice to see you here. How's your day? What have you done? Me? Little trading. Little trading here and there and researching some new coins. Okay, okay. So what are you what what are you drinking? Me? Gin tonic, yeah. bro. Gin Bartender, can you can you get me one too? So you're you're trading. I think you I, I saw you you are trading a lot of uh uh defi uh coins. Well, yeah. Um I'm trading on uh, I'm just trading, not not using like the the other um, uh, other platforms, the platforms to to yeah. to to farm the yield. So I just try to to buy some early, and then just ride the like like a flipping uh, ECOs back in the days, like in yeah, 2017. Yeah, yeah. The it's difference here ago. is the less X, and like you can flip faster, and you can yeah. pick like more democratic uh, stuff you you can have some edge if you get early that's it yeah yeah i think it's very it's it's quite difficult yeah i i was reading about uh defi and there's like uh, so much to learn and you know sometimes when you when you read about a a, a new product like uh, for instance uh balancer then you're like what 
what is this all about? Why why do we need this? But yeah, I think it's it's yeah it's a new trend and people are actually using it. So uh, I'm I'm quite curious how how long this trend will continue and and if it like really is here to stay. But it seems like it. Uh, what I what I saw in uh, in uh, in a Twitter last week, I didn't, I can't remember the name. See who I think. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And he explained why the the um, DeFi DeFi trend can last longer than uh, like ICO and stuff. Um, and I agree with that in um, in a macro in a macro perspective. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I don't like the DeFi platform because mm -hmm. I like like the the yield the yield narrative. And yes, I yes. see how people can make some stable coin profit and all the yeah, like interest. Yeah. Yes, but the problem here is the hacker perspective. Like the some someone can exploit any 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 problem with the smart contract. With exactly. it's like a normal normal thing in the la in this year. I saw many many red flag on those matters. Maybe, no, maybe new new content, new new development are making to make them more secure. But the risk reward in the in the farming, it's not there for me. Yeah, yeah no. you can you you can get some nice mm, nice gains, but in the other side, you you can control the the hacker the hacker uh, perspective. The vulnerability. So, yeah, yeah I think know. it's difficult, especially for, like, for 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 new people, if they if they enter crypto just now. I think it's way too difficult. And like like now, only the people who are really uh, tech savvy they know how to how to use and and, and make profit of uh, the actual DeFi platforms. Like besides just not regular investing in, in those tokens. And yeah, I mean, even we saw Balancer had this exploit and also other DeFi uh, platforms. And people just see the, you know, the the big APR percentages, you know, like 360% uh, annual percentage. But that's only, uh, I think, that, that's only temporary. People forget that's like, a, like a, only a, a daily number and it can change very quick. When yes. The, yes. Uh, basically, that, that that Roy, it's a uh, really, really, really comparable with the um, the annual Roy of the master node. When the master node come first, you know they they have a huge Roy. Then exactly. more more coins added to the to the ecosystem, lower the Roy and and so on. So it's basically that. I think. I think the um, the tech side will be we we will be um, accomplished with uh, a different um, other services. Like for example, you now can stay stake on a change. Well, this this kind of yield service gonna be offered from a centrality party. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna gonna be if the trend is there, the the public gonna ask. And the service gonna bring to to the market. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, it, it will be exciting. Exciting to see how it will be. Yeah, how it will develop, and and if 
like the mainstream audience will really adopt uh, this technology. Well, yeah, let's see. Let's see. I mean, crypto can can change from from day to day. Uh, hey, it's it's uh, it's Friday now. Uh, yeah. What do you think about Bitcoin? Is it because lately there's just being 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 chopped up? You know, there's some upside movement, and uh, altcoins are performing really really good. Uh, but myself, I'm I don't know. I'm a bit scared about you know a, a big Bitcoin move. Uh, what it's going to do to to, to the whole altcoin space? Yeah, more. yeah. Bi 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 Bitcoin's still still the king of the the overall market, and and still a little puppy from the XMP. So basically, mm -hmm. um, you're trading like let's say you trade Ethereum, but you need to to know what the SMP is doing. So have little little to nonsense. At this at this stage to go against the legacy market trend in overall yeah. so in my opinion if BDC wasn't related or correlated to the to the legacy market BDC right now ha will have a big deal and then we can uh, like reset reset the charts and see where we're going so really to new levels lower levels but mm. at this moment I just seen green days on the legacy market and a denial of BDC to go goes down. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know when it's gonna gonna decouple, but I still thinking that we can have a, a coronavirus 2.0 wave. No, so, no oh, please no. Uh, the no no what? <laughs> no. Do you think we're gonna get a second wave again? Uh, I'm in. If we if we get that, then we're gonna get that that deep, you know. Mm. Because I don't know. I, I just just like watching day by day. I can't trade like two or three week setups when the, we are ranging like in three months. We are still ranging in in a in a small place, you know. And yeah. the consolidation can can bring some some stability, boring stability for BDC. But good performance in alt is what yeah. we are seeing now. But yeah. it's not gonna last forever. This no, range, agreed. like 1k range from 9.5 or it, let's say 10, 10 to 9, this yeah. range gonna be break out or break down at any moment. And when we have, we're gonna resume a big trend for some like three months, maybe. I don't know. I just, I just, I just was watching them and trading day by day. Yeah, and I think either way, if it breaks up or it breaks down, that will be very dangerous for, especially for, uh, for, for big and uh, mid cap alts. So I think it's really important, you know, if, if if the range is tightening up, to also tighten up your 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 altcoin exposure or your yes. your 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 stop losses. And I think for for like micro caps, uh, in my in my experience, they they have less correlation with uh, with big BTC moves because they have like very low liquidity, and, and people who enter in those micro caps, they 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 tend to invest in them for a more longer period. But yeah, it's gonna be exciting uh, exciting time again. I mean, every day is, is exciting. Um, what are you going to do this weekend, Mocho? Any anything, anything fun? Me? I yeah. don't know. Eat some fish. 
go to me, <laughs> go to the beach. Oh, that's nice. That's nice, man. Okay. Well, um, I need to continue. I, I have to go uh, and interview uh, Bagsy. You know that guy oh. with the crazy, the crazy mask. And uh, well, I wish you a very good weekend, Mocho. And uh, to Brass, stay safe with the family. Ah, thank you, man. Same to you, Mocho. Okay, guys, I'm going to take you along to my uh, to my office. It's it's out here in the back. So I got my my radio set up there, so I can give uh, Bexy a call. Uh, okay, one second. Okay, gonna set this this thing up. Gonna gonna be quick. Good evening, Bexy. I really appreciate you coming on for this very first episode of Backwards Banter. I have five questions for you, and they are mostly related, but not all, to risk management and how novice traders can prepare themselves for all the craziness that involves trading Bitcoin. So let us start off with the very first question. When new people enter the world of trading, most of the time they start out with a round number, let's say 500 bucks, and let's call it their bankroll. And if someone would focus solely on trading Bitcoin with a bankroll, what would be a good foundation for creating trading rules that fit the profile of a novice trader? Uh, profile of a novice trader, okay. Uh, firstly, thanks for having me, Mr. Backwards. Um, I'd say, first of all, give me $400 and I'll tell you the secret. But <laughs> j- j- <laughs> no, jokes aside, seriously. Like, what I do for myself, like my, tra- my trading plan encompasses a lot more than just like what direction I want to take. Uh, like I wake up and I jot down feeling like what you know what my my emotional state is like then i'll go into like what kind of uh news pieces i can find because i find in crypto and in any market it's really good to be informed um Mm -hmm. so i'll go through the news pieces then i'll search for you know which direction am i trading in so let's say i'm trading bitcoin right like do i have a bullish or bearish bias over a high time frame because uh, if I'm bullish uh, for, you know, Bitcoin, I'm not going to look for intraday shorts, meaning I'm not going to try to short during the day because the percentage of me nailing along is better. So mm-hmm. I look mm-hmm. at direction. I look at also like what percentage am I risking? Uh, how sure am I in a trade? So I think to to a person, to a, a novice who's trading, they should firstly figure out what their down, you know, what their downfalls are. Like, why am I losing money? Personally, for me, I, my biggest mistake was just cutting my positions early. So I was correct in my thought process, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't following through with the trade idea when it would go a couple percentage points against me. So that's one thing I rectified really early. And, um, that came from journaling because I realized I was like, okay, like, dude, most of these are playing out well. Like, what, like, why am I closing out? And, uh, we could talk about that in, uh, one of the next questions if it comes yeah. up because i think like a lot of people they they hate hindsight traders but if you are a hindsight trader like for yourself within your journal and you can see okay i made a trade on monday and i had a very tight stop and i got stopped out and i lost a bunch of money which made me feel bad but in the end i was right that's some vital information to adjust your your risk management rules on exactly and also like what's my invalidation level uh am i am i scalping meaning am i trading you know within of like the minute chart or am i swing trading 
and that'll affect like what my stop loss is like, uh, how I'm approaching a trade. So, you know, tracking these things is important. And, you know, I know most of you listening probably don't have a trading journal and, you know, you're not going to be the best you can be without it. No joke. If you don't know your biggest pain points and you don't write them down, you're never going to improve. It's like someone, like I'm doing it, I'm doing ketosis right now. So I'm Ah, good luck. Yeah. Thank thank you, bro. So like five days in, I'm in ketosis. Like I took my blood levels. We're all good. But this was from tracking and I did this for years, right? I was Uh overweight for so long, but now I I know how to diet. I know how it is and I know how my body works. Same thing. Yeah. But just tracking your behavior is, uh, is key to success. So for journaling uh, to uh, round this off, would you recommend it doing it like in a spreadsheet or just on, you know, a piece of paper? Well, I guess, you know, you got to know yourself there. Like for me, I have a journal, like a physical pen and paper of an old man like that, you know, but that, <laughs> yeah. that that's what allows me to keep doing it. So I just, you know, some people do spreadsheets and because they love automating things and uh, keeping it on the computer, which is cool. Just you know, figure out what works for you. I think for a novice trader, it, it would be good practice to start out just with a pen and, and a piece of paper. Yeah, it, it, like exactly. Because everyone has a pen and paper, hopefully. Yeah, and you'd like make it a ritual. And if you write something mm-hmm. down, instead of like typing it uh, without even mm-hmm. looking at the screen, then you, then you are like really uh, connecting mm-hmm. with, you know, the words you are writing down. So Exactly. And I don't want some hacker getting into my computer being like, oh, that actually feels like a loser today. Uh, Let's fuck it. And then steal all your secret, secret alpha yeah. sauce. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Right. Uh, you see my trading journals, like two yeah, yeah, lines yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel That's, good. Long Bitcoin. <laughs> that must be worth something to have that knowledge. Okay. Bexy, um, on to the second question. One of your friends on Twitter, his name is Frenchie or Pierre Crypto. He asked a question about how you think you have evolved trading-wise. So maybe you can tell something about the early hurdles you experienced in the beginning of your uh, trading career that actually forced you to adapt your strategy. Uh, first thing that comes to mind in 2015, I got I got stuck. Okay, I was at my computer and I was longing Ethereum. It was like not. It was around 11 bucks, 12 bucks, something like that. Wow. Yeah, it was on. It was on Kraken and. Uh, I set a stop loss around like $8.50. I don't know what. Pretty nice stop loss. Yeah. Exactly. Like 30%. Like, don't even ask me. So I, I set my stop loss. My friends are in the other room. So I go to hang out. And 10, 15 minutes later, I get back to the computer and I got fucking stopped out to the cent. Like I, I got stuff hunted so bad. And like, I was just staring at my computer and the loss was tremendous. Now that's just one example, but first thing I'd say is, uh, you know, use the stop loss. But second is like, I guess, uh, manage your risk properly, which goes to question number one. But something else that comes to mind is like really understanding market cycles. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say for altcoins, like I really prefer trading altcoin more than Bit- altcoins more than Bitcoin because to me they're a bit more obvious and um, I don't know. The, there's something about it that, that's better to me. So I went from going, I went going from trading Bitcoin to pretty much exclusively altcoins for a while. Uh, and I, I guess I found what works for me. I think for, for, for new traders who are entering the crypto markets right now, it's yeah. truly a blessing since they are yeah, basically getting in on a, on a lot of uh, uh, new, new cycles. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yes and no, yes and no. Be- depending on on the project of course but i mean we've seen a lot of new new cycles being formed over the past weeks but if you are talking about like recognizing cycle patterns what are the handles you could give people they can use when they are opening a chart Uh, i would personally open up a chart on the monthly so i would go to charts.cointrader.pro that's a free mm-hmm. website where you can chart stuff but mm-hmm. the reason why i use that website first is that it allows you to see the entire history of a coin's price action rather than you know if i go on trading view uh, and only on binance and i look up a coin the history will be limited to binance uh, binance oh, yeah, is to the listing to- date exactly so you're missing mm-hmm. huge key pieces so uh, charts.cointrader.pro i open up a chart on the monthly then I, you know, where's price? Where's the high? Where's the low? Very simple stuff. Uh, is price making higher highs, you know, higher lows? Are we mm-hmm. climbing or are we making lower highs, lower lows? We're in a bearish trend. And that'll, that'll help me, you know, kind of look at whether I want a long or short or just not touch it at all. Second thing, I'll put it to the weekly, daily, grind it down. Uh, so for a beginner, this might seem like a bunch of wishwash, but yeah, but it's a really, really good tip. And I will definitely add a link to a CoinTrader Pro because I'm also using it. There's so much more history you have to take into account before uh, opening a position to really see where uh, the cycle uh, is at this mo- very moment. 100%. And information is power, right? Whether you find out something from an insider or you're just looking at a chart and getting an entire picture it helps so much and earlier you were saying you know it's for beginners that are getting into the market right now it's good because some of these altcoins are developing trends it's good and it's not because um i will put my hand in the fire and say that 80 percent of these people will bag hold to the next bottom and i guess one thing i want to translate to anyone listening right now is like you know you have two parties there are those who you know, who tell you that you will never make a hundred X return on a coin if you sell, which is kind of true. And you have the other party that tells you to take profit every 10%, 20%. Yeah. Um, I think both are right. Both are wrong. Uh, it re- you really just have to figure out for yourself, like what's your risk appetite? Are you, are you a 20 year old who lives in his parents' basement? You have no expenses, but you have some internet money you can gamble. Then I'd say, you know, you can become more risky, which is how I approached 2017. And that's why same, I, same. I killed it, dude. <laughs> and many people did. But I think it, it also has to do uh, with not only risk management, but also with portfolio management or like position management. Mm-hmm. So for instance, you can have both a portion of your position aiming for those 10, 20, 30%, but also like, you know, leaving a small percentage uh, uh, left for that possible 100x. And the moon bags, I got a bunch of those, man. <laughs> it's a big meme, but it's uh, it's the biggest meme that uh, actually mm-hmm. pays off when uh, when it turns into uh, uh, a yeah, realization. Yeah, let me like just to quickly break down a moon bag for those who don't know. Like a moon back is a, a small percentage. Uh, for me, it's usually five to 10% of a position I took in a, an altcoin. So let's say I have a winner, I make 100% profit. 10% of that position I'll keep in that coin until it like moons hard. If it moons hard, if it doesn't, 
fuck it. I lose 10% of my profit. It's cool. But if I win and it goes a hundred X, you know, that's still what a thousand percent. So a 10 X. This is how bags you roll. 10 X is 1000 X is. Luckily, honestly, I've ca- I've captured like one 100 X, but that was like, yeah, not that's even, the thing. You only need a few. Bag. You only, like, you only need one if you do it right. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what happens. Yeah. So. Just make sure your moon bag is not too big. <laughs> like 100%. Oh, you like your whole bag, 100% of your portfolio. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. So guys, don't... Unless it's a Ethereum at $1. Then... <laughs> exactly. Take some money off the table every now and then. You should never regret it. Do it more often than you would actually like to. That would be my advice. So going to the next question. And that was a question also asked by one of our followers about indicators. Personally, I get questions every day in my DM about people looking for the so-called perfect indicator setup. So how important are indicators to you, Bagsy? And mm-hmm. what can you tell people who are just starting to dabble into, you know, using different kind of indicators? Uh, yeah. What can they uh, expect from them or how can they utilize them correctly? Right. Uh, okay. So for indicators, I, I use them. Um, I've tr- tested maybe probably over a hundred uh, for myself. Mm-hmm. So I guess the first things I'd say is, you know, don't be afraid to try new things. Um, but at the same time, I'll say that I don't think you need an, an indicator because I, I know people who, you know, price action trading is just looking at opens, close candles levels and they don't yeah. need indicators and they trade profitably. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it really depends on, on you as a person. And it just depends on how long you stare at a chart and how long you apply yourself to really uh, getting to know the ins and outs of it. It's like getting a, a cat or a dog, right? Like you get your mm-hmm. pet and you know, it's cute and all, but three weeks in it starts shitting everywhere. Like you didn't know that dog yeah. that well until yeah. it started doing it. Right. So you don't want it yeah. anymore. So I think, I, I think that, some indicators work better than others. I'd say volume-based indicators are better, such as uh, yeah. VPVR. Just looking for confluence. Well, yeah, like I use a volume profile visible range VPVR in most of my uh, most of my analysis. I, for me, it's a good way of visualizing stuff. But I also use divergences uh, using um, like a moving average style indicator. So mm-hmm. I've I've been using these for like two years now. Okay. Uh, and now I'm reaping the rewards like better. So it takes, yeah. it takes a while. So I just say, you know, whether it's RSI, Elliott waves, you know, a lot of people laugh at Elliott waves, but <laughs> I know some serious motherfuckers who made money on that. So yeah, yeah. that's right. There also lies a, lies a danger in using indicators uh, too much oh, for, 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 for novice uh, traders, because it's, mm-hmm. it can easily just be a tool to look for confirmation of your bias um and that's a very dangerous thing so oh so you mean like oh rsi is above 70 let's call in long (laughs) or whatever yeah or 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 if someone is in a in a bad trade he's like caught in a trade in a underwater long or short or whatever and he is just looking for indicators that tell him from it's gonna be okay 
That the indicator he's looking for is called a stop loss. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, my tip would be like just make sure you truly grasp everything that comes uh, with mm-hmm. like price action. Just fully understand it. Keep it easy and simple before you're gonna add all kinds of stuff to your trading uh, routine. Yeah, that, that's that's a really good point. So I guess the most simple thing a rookie could do is just add a simple support resistance levels and invalidation levels around that and figuring out if they're trading on a low time frame so quick in and out trades or on a high time frame mm-hmm. is how price you know reacts at a level will be different when your expectations change um but uh, there's one thing i want to add to uh to question number two is always use a sure. stop loss yes yeah. like simply always use a stop loss like i for myself many people like don't be afraid to lose a couple pennies uh, it'll save you uh, a couple dollars down the road yeah trading is basically a game in order to to lose less every day because you are going to lose and it's just your job as a trader to keep you know losses minimal mm-hmm. uh, because you cannot win every trade okay the fourth question it's a vital one in my opinion it was asked by a blue kind of Sonic the Hedgehog named the Finger of Bromo. Quite an epic name, I must confess. Uh, but to the point, he asked, how do you make sure your trading doesn't get influenced by all this input on Twitter? Like, did you grow a noise filter or do you just ignore anything which deviates from your own strategy? That's a really good question. And it's a, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I have the answer because I could sit here and say, you know, I trade my plan and nothing affects mm-hmm. me, but subconsciously I could have seen something that, you know, Gainsey tweeted or trader XO or one of these guys and my brain will look at something different. So yeah. if I have to, if I have to give an answer, I'd like to say that I've developed a filter more than anything because there are some really, really clever minds on, Twitter online that share their trading ideas. So I will sometimes add these things into how I, how I look at something, but I have a a strict trading plan. So it, it, it won't affect necessarily my actions within the trade, but I might get affected from time to time. um, Yeah. Uh, with the information I receive, because, you know, I follow close to 300 people. Right. And I try to, I try to cater these people, uh, to you know i try to make sure each each one has good value right but uh, not everyone's a trader as well out of those 300 so i'm subjected to a whole bunch of information um so to to, to rookies what i'd say is uh it's tough because i learned by absorbing everyone's information on the same on the same token like i learned from twitter i learned from guys posting and i learned what was good what was bad but i guess the real changing moment for me was when i realized the people i looked up, i looked up to uh and you know were wrong and my trading ideas were correct now not every time but i started to take note that okay bagsy like maybe you got something going maybe you should stop listening to so and so who has over a hundred thousand followers right stick to the plan yeah stick to it stick to the plan and uh don't be afraid to uh to, to put on your big boy boots no that's a very yeah no definitely and i think everyone should also uh, uh realize that people also have a agenda when tweeting something yeah out. absolutely pop my bags <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it doesn't need to be a a bad thing 
but mm-hmm. uh, obviously you know if someone uh, is extremely pushy with uh, sending out charts with a, a head and shoulders pattern or something well mm-hmm. you know you're you can bet he is already short so um no, that's yeah, really that's good the- and that's that's in the question where he said uh, the noise filter and mm-hmm. that just you know that comes from a long time of just watching people so a few people i respect uh, as i said earlier is like uh Gainsey, trader xo uh, don mm-hmm. alt these guys are are worth listening to and then you'll also see like you said like everyone has an agenda so you might see a marketer tweeting about a coin and it's going up and it's up 300% and they keep having fundamental pieces and stuff i tend to weigh a lot less into that uh, when yeah. it comes like or zero to be honest at this point but uh <laughs> yeah. you'll have it it just comes from time practice patience uh but to any novice if you're if you're learning just try to try to you know track track the people you listen to and try to track their track record too if you have the motivation and you'll see who's worth a damn or not yeah yeah and if i can add something to that it would yeah. be that especially if you're starting out with with trading and you you know you're trading based on your own ideas and you actually click the buy button you've set your stop loss uh, the next step is to close down your Twitter tab and, mm-hmm. you know, let the trade develop and just, mm-hmm. you know, without being influenced and uh, just let the, let the idea uh, play out. That's, that's a good point. Um, and yeah, but then, then again, the, on, the, on the flip side, you'll have guys like Salsa Tequila who flip flop daily, but they're, they're profitable because uh, they have good market intuition. And they're able sure. to switch their bias very quick. So again, it, like it boils down to style. But in, in the case of salsa, salsa tequila, like it's not because he's listening to Twitter people that he's flipping bias, but mm-hmm. more so that he's in tune with how he's trading and he's a scalper. So if you're yeah. if you're a scalper on, on listening to this, like maybe it could be good practice to keep your stop loss where it is if you have trouble, you know, resisting the urge of closing out a trade early. But at the same time, if you're a scalper and like you feel something's going against you, like you can always close a trade early, but make sure you jot that shit down in your trading journal. Um, and uh, if it's if it was a good thing, then write down that it was a good thing. If it was a bad thing, then you know, look at your journal and write down why. Journal, guys. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep on journaling. Um, well, then we have one final question left uh, for you, Bexy, and it isn't per se trading related, but nevertheless, you know, every trader needs to nurture it, uh, its soul. So <laughs> I would like to repeat the question that our beloved follower, his name is Fomosaurus, great mm-hmm. name, and it goes: Do you rather eat? Animal-style cheesy fries or fries with gravy and cheese curds. Bagsy, uh, what is it? All right, well, I got <laughs> I got to go with poutine, man. Uh, I was born in Montreal, so it's okay, it's a okay. it's a French thing. But animal-style cheesy fries, I tried last year when I was in Vegas, and that that was pretty bomb. But yeah, poutine, hundred percent. Okay, so it's a it's a fifty-fifty answer. No, 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 hell no. Put poutine wins like by <laughs> fire. Fuck the animal style cheese friend. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Uh thanks for uh for coming on, Bagsy, for this uh, quick chat. Uh, I wish you all the all the luck and uh, the knowledge uh, in your uh, coming endeavors and uh, we might speak soon. 
yeah th- thank you so much uh, mr backwards and uh, i appreciate your time okay man thank you for listening guys this podcast is sponsored by bybit it's just the hottest exchange out there if you're trading uh, derivatives but please mind if you're trading never rush and always keep risk management on top of your mind all right have a good weekend stay safe don't drink too much beer and enjoy yourself ciao